Dallas. Episode 7, Series 3. How are you? I'm very well. How are you? Yeah. For those listening and even watching on YouTube, we're maybe a, a day or two over our usual uh, recurrence of the podcast. But yeah, Easter holidays get in the way, Gordon. Rolling my eggs and... Yeah. Eating too, too much long. chocolate. Yeah, far too much chocolate. Yeah. Uh, Yep, taking the Renault Captor out for a drive in the country, you know. Oh, he <laughs> loves a Renault Captor. We should get a sponsorship from, from Renault. Renault. We, we, we mentioned we, we, it so much. We really should. And I'm going to, I just talked to you a minute ago about the car wash I went through with Infinity Foam, which yeah. I had no time to talk about this. But that, these are the wonderful things I got up to on holiday. And well, you can't do much else, but we are opening up, and um, that is exciting. And we'll just touch on that when we come on to the news. And can I just say, we did a tasting into the Inverurie uh, whiskey shop you were watching. I was. And uh, Susan, one of our listeners on the podcast, mm-hmm. contacted us through the Facebook Live doing that tasting into Inverurie. So, thank you very much. Hi, Susan. Yes, with a couple of people saying that Whiskey Unscripted was pretty good. During that yes, tasting. Pretty good. That's a, there's, a, there's a recommendation if you can ever have one. Um, no, I mean, I met a couple of people as well who listened to it and they said it's great, we love it, and uh, please keep doing it. So, we fully intend to do that. If you go to the social media feeds, uh, just today, and this is now what Monday the 19th of April, I posted mm-hmm. our 10,000 download badge we get from our podcast provider. Boom! 10,000 downloads. Unbelievable. And as you quite rightly said in the post, maybe that's time for us to, what is it you said? <laughs> Go and break off and do our own thing. Bit yeah, like a, join a super league of podcasters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there's absolutely. no relegation, no promotion. We just get together big and we just make millions. That's but, but, but you, me, you, and Peter Crouch. <laughs> that's exactly. I it. don't know who else does good podcasts, but yes, just uh, yeah, yeah. So that's ten thousand downloads, twenty thousand ears. That's a hundred thousand fingers. Have that is a hundred thousand manipulated fingers. their devices to get to absolutely Whiskey unscripted. So that's. That's our uh, personal news, Gordon. In episode seven, um, like every episode, I task you with looking at some of the news stories that have well, come across your desk. Yeah, I mean, the big news story, I think, really, in the world of whiskey in the last week or so has been the removal, I think, of the word uh, non-chill filtered from Glendronach, which is uh, has, has hit their fans very hard. And uh, I think more in trepidation of what it may mean longer term i don't know i mean i think glendronach is a great whiskey brand for sure great people that work there as well i mean i would hope that the whiskey quality will still remain the same but uh you know they they produce great whiskey and uh they've got good people there as well so i i i i'm sure it's not as much of an issue as some people say it will be but uh, yeah quite a big news story and has uh, has has ruffled the the fans of the dronach Fans of the, yes, Dronach, it must be a name for them, Dronachians, whatever. But could you just uh, run through the chill filter for those maybe listening that aren't so familiar with the, the, the chill filtering process? Yeah, well, very simply, chill filtering is, is done for whiskies really that are bottled between 40 and 46% generally. So let's be 
up front. Glen, you know, Glengoyne, we chill filter some of our whiskies. Um, you know, anything at 43, so our 18-year-old, for example, chill filtered, but it doesn't necessarily mean anything and it and it doesn't affect um the taste it doesn't affect it's really to take out haziness uh that you may see if you added ice to a whiskey or something like that so you very simply chill the whiskey right down just before you bottle it and it takes out some of those fatty acids and and you know those types of things that may cause a bit of clouding um for me, historically, I don't think it's such a big thing, but, uh, you know, any whiskies above 46%, like our Legacy Series Chapter 2 or our, uh, or our um, you know, even our Tamdu 15 and, and things like that are, are all, are all uh, uh, non-chill filter. They don't need to be at 46 Right. That's right. simply all it means. But And they're also, they're also, you know, I'm not the chill filtration expert, but there's various degrees of chill filtration. If you enter the real... Uh, geekiness of it all you can chill 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 filter to you know minus levels i believe uh, or but we're almost ambient temperature just a little bit above but i don't know what how that really affects the process you may be taking out less of these long chain fatty acids if you're at a higher temperature of chill filtration yeah i mean yeah i mean i think that the only thing it really affects if there if it affects anything is mouthfeel which if there's enough for me if you've got enough um you've got enough interaction good cast things like that you're not really going to notice it um in my view but uh yeah it's a big thing for some people a bit like natural color for some people is really important uh and that's you, you know for example we 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 glendronic does natural color so do we uh at glengoyne and tam do so um yeah i mean I, you know it, it's a uh, it's like everything in life. It, you, you know, people may want to just buy whiskies that are non-chill filtered. That's your decision. It's like everything, you know, it's up to them. So I tell you what, Glendronach, I, I believe that's, I'm looking back to those halcyon days when we used to drink in a bar, Gordon. Oh. Ben Nevis, Glasgow, Dumbarton Road. I think, no, it's not Dumbarton Road. It's Argyll Street, isn't it? Uh, the Ben Nevis, wonderful bar. Uh, I think I had a 15 Glendronach as one of my last whiskies out in the real world lovely whiskey it's a lovely whiskey uh, yeah lovely whiskey and one of those sherry cask only whiskies predominantly not exclusively but they use px as well um and uh yeah really 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 uh really really great whiskey so let's hope it continues gordon i've got another news story that i've just sort of threw out there we've talked about this before but here's another this was in the financial times just uh, three days ago which was friday the 16th of April 2021, so it's a big article in the FT, and it was referring to a Brian Davis, LA-based distiller, co-founder of the Lost Spirits Distillery. He's now the highest profile uh, distiller of whiskey and rum to come out and embrace this match rapid maturation technology. Mm -hmm. um, and it went on and on into the, 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 the where's and wherefores of it all, but... Um, it does not seem to be going away. These guys think they can mature whiskey in a week that takes 10, 15, 20 years. And it's hot, bright light to break down the wood inside. Um, I know it's something the Scotch whiskey industry are not um, that keen on, but here is Ian Buxton. He is brought into the court and he was saying the logic tells you that in six days, a Star Trek-style reactor cannot possibly deliver the flavours of traditional ageing your nose and palate. This was with rum. 
will tell you otherwise. He goes on about Scotch whisky. He says, obviously, uh, we're the sworn enemy of rapid aging, but he says Scotch whisky need to wake up and smell the coffee. It faces competition, not just from these high-tech uh, upstarts, but from a growing international distilling culture that is creating high-quality whisky from Finland to Taiwan. And even, he goes on to say that Scotch whisky being aged for three years is only 100 years old. Um, and a lot of people are entrenched into that way of thinking. Um, he says, let the market decide. It goes on and on, but it was a very interesting article. We can't just dismiss these straight no, away. No, 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 no. I mean, I think, look, it's interesting for sure. It's interesting. I remain to be convinced, but uh, look, I'm a, I, I think you have to wait for good things personally. And uh, you know, it's uh, you know, if you're in, if you're a new distiller, I could see why you'd be interested in things like this. But if you're an established distiller, you know, you've got your profiles, you've got your stock, you've got your everything should be lined up for you to continue to produce as good stuff as you can do. But look, if you could, you know, I remain look. Give me some samples. I'll give it a try. But uh, I remain to be convinced. Yeah, I'm, I'm the absolute same. <laughs> remain to be convinced. But it was an interesting one. Another thing that caught my eye as well was the Johnny Walker experience that's opening in Edinburgh this year released a couple of mock-ups of what the shop will look like. It's eight levels, this experience in Princess Street. And the ground level will be a, a, a floor, the, the yeah. shop floor. But what I like about it is... I'm, I'm, I'm here in my capacity as an experiential ambassador. They're talking about experiences, they're talking about storytelling, they're talking about immersivity in the, the store. And I'm, you know, so it's quite exciting. Um, yeah, they've got they've got the space to do it. Um, there's a lot of history in that brand. There's a lot of things you can dive into in terms of the whiskey, how much depth you want to go into, what whiskies are in where and where do they come from. You can. There's a lot of history and experience that it's not just a blend in a bottle. It's all the things, all the components from all of those factors come into that. One thing's for sure, though, Gordon. When you get into that shop, you'll need to keep walking. That's right, striding, um, absolutely. But it just says to me that what a destination Edinburgh will be in the next year or two if you mm -hmm. are into your spirits. Because not only do we have our friends at the Scotch Whiskey Experience, and Susan Morrison, mm -hmm. uh, the chief exec, has been on this show, but you have the Johnny Walker Experience in Princess Street and mm -hmm. Edinburgh Gin, uh, gin close to our hearts. I know there's a of whiskey course, podcast, yeah. but if you like the clear stuff, that'll be a wonder. It is a wonderful place, and there should be another distillery, Edinburgh Gin style, in a year or two. So what a place. What uh, a day. Absolutely. What a day you'd have doing all that stuff. Oh, absolutely. And then you could actually come back to the better city, Glasgow, and go to Glengoyne. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> You'd be poof. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. But no, great, invasion. great. Look, great to hear. And obviously with things in, in the UK going pretty good at the moment, uh, things supposedly opening up in Scotland next week, although, um, you know, so I think distillery tours at Glengoyne may be starting on Monday, uh, the 26th. So... Uh, hey. Keep an eye oh, on the website and other Yeah, keep an eye on the website, Gordon. Just on that, they've just it's, it's March seventeenth. March seventeenth. May the seventeenth. May seventeenth. This is now April. Yes, yeah, <laughs> we're not time traveling. <laughs> not been drinking yeah. that much. So May the seventeenth is the official uh, start date. All right. And I think they could have gone that early, but I just wanted to get everything. All make right, sure okay. this is the real deal this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Um, and, and 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 of course, you know, the, ensuring everybody is safe is at the most paramount paramount for us so um we're excited i know the team are very excited because they're professionals and do it so well and uh, i hope people from may the 17th will be uh 
back at Glengoyne for that wonderful experience that we deliver. Gordon, just in the last part of the news, just before that, uh, there's a small detail of the online Speyside Festival, which will be happening, what, in two weeks? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, the online Speyside Festival is happening. I think it's uh, not long now. I think it's uh, next weekend, the weekend after next. So, yeah, uh, yeah uh, that's great. And we're doing a couple of Tamdu events there, uh, launching some new products so, and a whole lot of other great stuff. So have a look on the Spirit of Speyside Whiskey Festival website. Virtual event, obviously, but it'll be really good and interactive and fun. So we look forward to seeing you at that. Great. Gordon, I am, uh, what, before we carry on, what are you tasting? I'm drinking the Glengoyne 21. What, what? I'm drinking the Glengoyne 21. Are you? Why on earth are we doing this? Well, I mean, there's a, there, there, there's there could have something to do with our guest for the day. Yes. Um, yeah, look, this really interesting bit of um, story, which I don't want to give too much away. We have a gentleman from... Uh, um wisconsin uh who i interviewed uh last week uh who had never had a drink in 50 years he's 50 years old never had a drink he was going to come to glengoyne and we were going to give him his first ever drink of any sort uh, and it was going to be a glengoyne obviously covid put paid to that and through the wonderful whiskey community that is online and it's an incredible community of people um Aquavite, which is Roy Duff, who's based in Glasgow, who's who I've been on his show. He's a great, um, great advocate for whiskey, uh, independent, vehemently independent, and um, yeah. critical when he needs to be, supportive when he needs to be. Roy's got a good affinity with Glengoyne, so we, we were going to get um, Dave over to Glengoyne. However, COVID put paid to it. So this community, along with Roy and the Whiskey Tribe in the US, which is an amazing, again, another brilliant community of people managed to get dave to uh, and they did it all online um and uh so if you watch and listen to the there's a video you can watch which we'll post um on the whiskey tribe but um there's a reason why we're drinking glengoyne 21 and you'll see that from the interview and we will share you the link to the video as well which is just great that was done by the whiskey tribe so it's a great story if you've never nobody's ever had a drink in his life and the first <laughs> drink he has is a whiskey it's a great story. So let's listen to Dave. Okay. So I'm here with um, uh, with Dave Cummings. Dave, um, it's quite an interesting story. Your uh, your your sort of whiskey story is a very interesting story. Your Glengoyne story is a very interesting story. But look, um, really would love to hear about your sort of how you got to this point, which is such a unique story. Yeah. Well. Uh... If people don't know, I've, I've I never had a drink in my life um, for 50 years. And the story we're, we're talking about is how that came to an end. But the question that I'm always asked, and um, uh, we answered this a, a bit in the, the Whiskey Tribe yeah. video there, but uh, it was it was really uh, starting off as a in a family that didn't drink. Um, you know, when you're a child, it, it's a the momentum is set. If your folks don't drink, then well, most likely you don't and you don't see it. So I didn't have that interaction. And there was a religious component. They they didn't drink for religious reasons. And so I just did it and didn't see it. And uh, so like a, a good kid, I, I'm on board. Okay, I, I will do what you're, what the family's doing. And uh, then we get a little older, I go out and I'm, I'm with my friends and I notice that uh, 
alcohol is is not a good element in a lot of these these people's houses. Um, they were uh, several people abusing alcohol, and I'm I'm a odd duck. If you ask a lot of my friends, I'm odd in many ways, and and I'm happy and I've embraced my oddness. But uh, <laughs> I have a a, a a natural love and um, just interest in human behavior, even as a small child. So I would look at what's going around around me, and I would notice the effects that drinking had on the person who was who was abusing alcohol and the family and so I'm like you know what that I don't think I want to do that and sure. um, so that perpetuated it some more and then it just kept happening in, in high school the story was my friends are all uh, throwing up in their cars and having all this this problems with alcohol and again being a, an observer of behavior and evaluating is that sound right or not I'm, I'm like that doesn't make any sense to me so mm -hmm. Again, no, I'm not going to drink. And then it, I'm a little stubborn as well. So when they were trying to pressure me into it, I'd be like, well, well, no, I don't drink. So then I've made that declaration. I don't drink. And more momentum. And I carried that with me through through the uh, Marine Corps, which for all you Marines out there, you, you understand how hard that might be trying to uh, to get through the Marine Corps without drinking. And um, there was a lot of lot of difficult situations there. It's like, man, I'd, I'd kind of like to drink, but it's probably best that I don't because of my observations in the past. So it just continued like that, um, that I never saw any good things come out of alcohol just mm -hmm. just because of what I well, what I was experiencing. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty much why I didn't. And once you have that. Uh, that thing about you, and once you get like 25, you're like, what do you mean you didn't you didn't drink? So now I'm kind of like the unicorn, and yeah. and I like being odd, so you know, there it goes. So, and, and it never really was a big religious thing for me. I wasn't making some big moral stand. It was just me evaluating, did alcohol fit in my life? And it, at that point, it was no. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. And that, you know, I know plenty of people who don't drink and never have drunk, and it's you know, absolutely up to them and I think the intriguing element and the bit that I think everybody it, it, I mean that's absolutely you know <laughs> the way it is but w what at the age of 50 made you go right I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have a and why <laughs> why a whiskey you know yeah this it does confuse a lot of people so um on the opposite side of that coin um, when I got a little older, I started traveling to Germany and um, I kept now having instances pop up where I started seeing how alcohol was actually an enhancer of life. I ran into responsible drinkers, connoisseurs. I shouldn't say drinkers. They were they were tasters. They were using alcohol as a as a as a means to come together to create an event. It wasn't about getting drunk. And I think that was the turning point that's the thing that makes the 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 whiskey community different we're not about pounding away with the alcohol and getting drunk and, and stupid right, right? Absolutely so right, i started yeah. seeing these little things and um i spoke to some other uh there have been dozens of these where i would go somewhere and everybody's really excited about some alcohol that they have found and everyone's sitting around enjoying it and i i was able to take part because we're, we're friends but you know, it's kind of like the guy that is, is is watching everybody play Monopoly. They're they're inviting me. You want to play? I'm like, oh no, I'll just sit here and kind of watch you. It, 
I'm in it, but I'm out of it, you know? So yeah. um, I kept missing these things. And then I started evaluating, well, why don't I drink? And for many years after that, it was it was more of, well, I'm a non-drinker. I'm the, that unicorn. And it was kind of a badge of honor. And people say, well, you know, Dave, he, he just doesn't drink. What? You know, then, then it became a, a, a good topic. So um, mm -hmm. I also had never smoked anything, had drank. So I ran into um, cigars. Um, mm -hmm. And that's a whole other story, how I made that transition. <laughs> and I found them intriguing. And I started smoking cigars at around 30. So the joke is I'm kind of the Benjamin Buttons of substance uh, enjoyment. So, it, <laughs> so at 30, I started started smoking cigars. Mm -hmm. And uh, at 40, um, I'm like, well, you know why? Pipes are kind of cool. You got to fidget with it. And each one of these things had, had their uh, element to it that was mm -hmm. uh, interesting. And then I got around people with cigars and pipes. Now I'm starting to get that social connection and we're coming together over cigars. And cigars taught me generosity where I'd have strangers hand me a, a $10, $20 cigar. Have you tried this here? Out of the love of cigars, they were giving a stranger something to enjoy. And at when I became getting close to 50, being the Benjamin Buttons guy here, I'm like, well, what can I do at 50? And because I, um, I have uh, a lot of interest in uh, German cultures and things like um, going to Oktoberfests and those sorts of things, yeah. have a really close group of friends that go to a, a thing called Wurstfest in New Braunfels, Texas, been going for about 20 years. And so I would go and everybody would have these beers. And again, it's like we we're talking, they were uniting around drinking beer and this experience around that. So I thought, well, heck, 50 is a, a moment where you can end momentum. So I had all this momentum of not drinking half half your life, hopefully, uh, 50 years old. So what do I do? Well, mm. huh, I kind of like the idea of beginning to drink. Yeah. So I yeah. made that choice. It's like, okay, I, I, I think it will enhance my life and mm -hmm. have no reason not to other than that momentum. Yep. So. Yeah. I decided to do it. Okay. So you made the decision and you're like, right, when I'm 50, I'm going to have a drink. What made it a scotch? <laughs> there, there's something very interesting about scotch. It's a, well, one, it's not a mixer. It can be, but just straight scotch. It's, mm -hmm. it's the essence of alcohol. There's a history to it. Um, it's fascinating how y'all make make that liquid do what it does. It's mm -hmm. fascinating. And, of course, it's a heritage thing. I have Scottish heritage as well as German and Irish and that sort of thing. So yeah. I like it. And there's something refined about it. It's, um, yeah. I, I don't know. And I had some friends who were, who were into whiskey uh, a bit. Okay. So I saw them. I'd go out with them before I decided to drink. And I'd see them. They'd go through the menu. Like, Ooh, here's this. This is an Isla. This is that. And it kind of reminded me of cigars. So I thought, well, that would be a fitting choice. If I'm going to try it, let's, let's go for the best stuff there is. And for me, that was whiskey. Okay. So, so, so you've decided it's going to be a scotch because of a whole lot of reasons. Mm -hmm. You then got in you then sort of 
got in touch with or started to maybe research it a little bit and you maybe found Aquavitae Roiduff on, on the internet? Would that be on YouTube? Would that be right? Well, well, I actually found him through uh, some whis a whiskey forum, oh, and right. I, I sent out an email, and I thought, well, why don't I just ask the community, if you were 50 and you decided you're going to have your first drink, what would you do, right? You wouldn't, you wouldn't go buy some cheap stuff and, and have your first drink in a basement by yourself, right? So what, <laughs> what would you do? And um, I'd ask you, what would you do if you had that sort of thing in front of you? You've decided to do this after 50 years. What would you do? You know, I'd so go there and make a big splash. <laughs> you, right. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So I, I posted in there and uh -huh. um, I was concerned, too. I wanted it to be a, a, a special sort of thing because you only get one shot at it. Yeah. And the, it was suggested that uh, Roy would be uh -huh. the guy who could. Who could guide me well and now that i got to know roy perfect perfect person yeah. to, to help introduce somebody to whiskey i can't think of anybody better than uh, roy yeah. at equity so 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 a little bit from our side i know roy very well been on the show um it's mm. uh v pubs on a thursday night and he does a fantastic job i think uh um and he covers a whole range of topics and he's had a whole load of people on and he really really interesting evenings if you like your whiskey you should absolutely go and have a look at that on youtube um and roy contacted me and um said to me gordon this is the this is your story and if, and i was like of course we want to help with this uh this fantastic uh 50th birthday sort of initial alcohol celebration or something however we want to dis disclose it and so that's you know we were more than happy at glengoyne to be to facilitate this amazing experience for you and so um that's sort of how we got involved because i know roy very well and um and and so you were going to come over obviously yeah. um uh off the back of your sort of discussions with roy my discussions with roy and you were going to come over and we were going to host you at glengoyne and it was going to be this wonderful and we were okay. we were very excited and then <laughs> we all know what happened yes right um, Tickets purchased too, by the way. I even had paid extra for my seat, and we were we, we were ready to go. My bags are half packed. And, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we were we were ready to have you. We were going to give you the the tour, the whole, and and of course, Dave, that is still the case. Uh, when you can come, we will we will right. host you there. But so so I, I mean, I remember speaking to Roy about that well over a year ago. Um, so then, what happened in terms of? This amazing, for those who aren't aware, there's this amazing whiskey community. This, this that 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 is part of what Roy does, part of what other people do. The whiskey tribe who've got you know, and and those guys, I love what they do. Um, how did that? How did that bit then come around, which leads to the YouTube video that, that, <laughs> that, that that's out there? Well, I just kind of got worn down. So, um, <laughs> well, and. So I spent, it's been, it was a year since I decided I was going yeah. to go and we started making, we had a whole year of just sitting there. It's like, okay, what do I do? So I'm, I'm watching videos, I'm researching Glenn Goyne and, um, uh, and then I started uh, watching a lot of other videos and they would talk about a whiskey and I'd be like, huh, that's interesting. And so then I wandered into a, to a liquor store. I'm like, well, I could buy whiskey. I'm not drinking it, right? <laughs> so I started buying whiskey, 
-hmm. And um, so I'd, I'd research the bottle, I'd go find the bottle, and that whole thing was kind of fun. And then um, I kept watching everybody doing the, the smelling bit, you know. Mm -hmm. what the heck? I guess smelling isn't tasting, right? So, so then I started... I'd open a bottle and I'd pour a little dram and I would start smelling it and then I'd hand it to my wife and she would drink it. <laughs> so uh, she didn't she didn't like whiskey now, but she she definitely is a fan because uh, she had sit and watch all this stuff too. And yeah, yeah. Uh, so I would smell, she would smell, we'd talk about it, um, and then uh, I bought a tasting or a smelling kit, a nosing kit, I think yeah, they call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Trying to isolate um, these smells and. Uh, a lot of people, when they, they comment on the video that was released, it's like, how could you pick out these smells as a newbie? It's, I've been smelling for three months before and getting really kind of nerding out. I'm kind of a science guy. So um, I would combine smells. I'm like, oh, yeah, that does smell like that. And yeah, so, so practice with that. So okay. I'm doing all of this, waiting for the, for the COVID to go away, right? And <laughs> yeah. finally, I'm like, geez, I, I'm out of things to do. I have... At the time, I had like 70 bottles of whiskey. I had some discretionary income, and uh, I just started buying bottles. So I, I, I shifted from the other stuff I was doing and just did that. So I had this whole big collection, figuring that um, when I do start drinking, I, I would have lots to try. And if anybody came over, I like to host, um, I can, I'd have something that somebody liked. So. Yeah. I have a whole whole section up there now. If somebody came to visit, I would be able to to, to convert them to the the land yeah, yeah. of whiskey, right? Uh -huh. um, so finally, I just I got tired of waiting, and uh, we'd go to <laughs> lockdown one, lockdown two, lockdown three. Yeah, yeah. Watching, right. So finally, I sent Roy an email. I'm like, man, I I would love to do this at Glen Going. And but man, it's <laughs> tired of waiting, Roy. Mm. What could we do? And and we um, sent some emails back and forth. And I do have, like I said, I have have uh, connections with New Brunfels. I go down there all the yeah. time. Yeah. And the whiskey tribe there is south of Austin, so it's close. Mm -hmm. yeah. So Roy sent an email to the whiskey tribe, and they would they graciously said, "Oh yeah, let's let's do something." And within a couple weeks, we had it planned and. Off I went to Texas. Yeah. So you went down to Austin, and and this is just sort of southwest of Austin, isn't it? Where the yeah. uh, where the uh, location of this amazing sort of I've never been. What 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 is it when you go there? Is it a, it's a sort of crowdfunded, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's like a it's a crowdfunded uh, just group of of folks who who are helping make decisions for the for the whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. And they have a um, the Wizard Academy there, so yeah. I'm, I'm I don't know for sure, but I think they're showing how the, to do what they're teaching, and they're doing fantastic job at that. Um, I'm all into the human behavior, like I was saying, and so I've read a few of their books. I'm like, ah, I see what you're all are doing. It's it's entertaining. It's a great service, and they're 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 showing how how to run a business, uh, yeah. which yeah. is what they're teaching at the academy. And that's just my opinion. I don't know if that's no. real. But the uh, the crowd is deciding on what barrels and and what they should do, and uh, it's just a lot of fun. If yeah. you haven't strongly suggest it. Just great group of people. And if you haven't watched any of their videos, <clears throat> but particularly obviously your video, um, it's just whiskey tribe on on uh, on um, 
Uh, that'll be an, that'll be a yeah, that'll be your agent, I guess, Dave. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, Whiskey Tribe, brilliant, brilliant guys, um, doing doing great things about educating and evangelisting about evangel whatever the word is about about whiskey, which is fabulous. So you went there with some of your family, is that right? Well, friends and family. Friends, friends. Uh, so all these folks who have been trying to get me to to drink or have <laughs> watched me for some of them decades and and they're like man if you're gonna drink let's i want to be there now some couldn't obviously because of covid of course of but course. um i did have a good group of of really close dear friends yeah. there which yeah. that's what you want when you're when you're going to have an event like this right so yeah definitely. and so so and so they, the guys um were there with you and they gave you i think it was uh, it was a glenmorangie initially glenmorangie 10 great whiskey um yep. Uh, Glengoyne 12 um, and a Lagavulin, wasn't it? That's right, the Lagavulin 12. Um, and and you got to nose them, obviously. Yep. Uh, and you were you you decided, thankfully, uh, yeah. that you wanted to go with the Glengoyne, <laughs> but then they upped the ante a little bit, did they not? Yeah, they did. Yeah, they, they pulled some some 21 year old out of the air as a uh, a nice surprise for me uh, for sure. So yeah. your first alcoholic beverage in the world at the age yep. of 50 was a Glengoyne 21. Yes, it was. And can I just say to everybody, if you have not seen the video, watch the video. Your reaction is, is <laughs> priceless, is fantastic. You're clearly, you're just like, oh, this is amazing. And, and you know, for someone who's never had alcohol at you know, 40 plus percent alcohol, that's quite strong, you know? But you were like, yeah. this is a breeze. Right. Well, there's, there's some backstory there. Um, all this time, everybody I talk to, I tell them, hey, I'm going to go have my first drink and it's whiskey. They're all like, oh, you got to be careful. That stuff will punch you <laughs> in the face, has this burn. And when my wife would drink it, she would wince and she's like, oh. And I'm, I'm watching. And again, I'm, I'm, I'm observing behavior and I'm listening to what people are telling me and I'm making an evaluation. And to be honest, Gordon, I thought, it would be a hundred times more than what I got. Um, I was braced for it because I and I was trying to decide. Well, what do you do? Um, I thought about doing a gag and like, oh, this is terrible. Forget it all and, and walk yeah. off, you know. But yeah. um, my wife convinced me. It's like, no, just just take the drink and whatever comes what, comes. Yeah. And I'm glad mm -hmm. she gave me that advice. So when I took the sip, I was expecting the big alcohol thing. So I was raced for it and I was going to buy for flavors and I was so pleasantly surprised by this nice stream of just wonderful sweetness and sort of surround by a light pepper and I love mm -hmm. hot food yeah. I'm happy in Louisiana I, I so it reminded me of of like a uh, it's a different burn than like Cajun seasoning but it mm. it wasn't bad all oh, I mean, I actually like it, and even now, I like the 59% stuff. Um, I, I naturally like it. Yeah. So, so combined with me bracing for that big punch in the face that everybody was yeah. telling me it was coming, um, when it arrived, it was just just wonderful. And that 21 year old, oh, 21 year old is a beautiful, beautiful whiskey. Yeah. Oh. So my my reaction is a hundred percent real. And yeah. right after that first, oh, that is nothing like I was prepared for. So yeah. it's like when you're 
you're you're bracing for something awful and it turned out to be <laughs> not only just okay but absolutely fantastic so that yeah. was my delight in it yeah 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 and 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 from that point onwards, you know, I think you taste a few other things at McAllen or whatever. But I mean, oh, yeah. it, 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 you know, great whiskies as well. Um, so, so I mean, it, it's a wonderful video, um, and it's funny how it's sort of, you know, it was all going to be at Glengoyne. We would have covered it, and I mean, and then it sort of got picked up by this amazing community. And uh, I'm so glad that you, you you're still not currently still waiting to uh, oh, to have a too. whiskey because of COVID. <laughs> uh, that would be that would be a that would that wouldn't be good, but um, no. it's a, it's an incredible story, and and you know you still got plans to come over to Scotland once this is all the, over, hopefully. The moment the gates open, we are we our tickets still on hold there, and we're we're going to come, and Brilliant. I'm so looking forward to it that yeah. uh, uh, just we'll we'll go right to right to Glengoyne, and well, we'll we'll welcome you. We'll get Roy along. We'll, uh, we'll 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 celebrate with some some whiskies and and you and your 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 wife and everybody's more than welcome and it will be a, a great time. But it's just such a unique story that we wanted to. I wanted to touch base with you just to to you know it's it's you know it's it's such a great story and it's and it's something which uh, was captured so well on that video, really really well. Yeah, they they did a fantastic job. They they edited it very well to to make me look a little better than I actually was. I was dealing with a lot of emotion there. Yeah. And uh, there's a there's a couple spots in there. Um, right after uh, we're we're about ready to break. Can't remember the 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 uh, the timestamp, but there's a number. Um, they did their little. Um, Another advert. Yeah. Right. And and. Roy's there with the computer. We're about ready to go outside, and you can see a look on my face where reality was hitting me—that fifty years was coming to an end. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of looked down. I let my lick my lips, and I'm like, oh, here we go. And it was like a punch. It's like it just got real at that moment. Yeah. So uh, that that was a. I, it's an indescribable kind of a thing. It, it, it may be like a, a wedding, maybe, but it's a yeah um, something you. you you can't uh you can't That's redo amazing. obviously yeah, no. so they did such a good job yeah, they of making it they special did. and fun for folks and i hope everybody's enjoyed watching it um it's a hundred percent legit and yeah, yeah. i have a lot of people like oh you're no it's a hundred percent legit <laughs> um, yeah no absolutely and like you know from our perspective we're very glad that we're very <clears> glad you you know we, we can't can't wait to welcome you to Glengoyne and and do it properly and have you there at the distillery, and um, we're we're very glad you drink you're up and drinking whiskey. Um, so yes. so since then, um, what are your what are your standout whiskies? Obviously Glengoyne, <laughs> but there must be a few others. There's <clears throat> other people that make good whiskey as well. There's some fabulous stuff out there, and yeah, there is. And and other than a a bottle of some lemon cello, I tried. I've liked about everything that I've tried. Uh, the I don't know if yeah. everybody remembers the the uh, Life cereal commercial. Hey, give it to Mikey. He he hates everything. Mm -hmm. So people have been trying to find stuff that I won't like, um, and I'll try <laughs> it. I'll be like, oh no, that's good. They're like, hey, right? I'll so tell you some. I'll tell you something you won't like. Bud Light. Yeah, well, yeah, beer. <laughs> <laughs> Beers, you know, I've got, I'm not going to be a beer guy. Uh, okay. I found some really good dark German beer I really like, yeah, yeah, yeah. but, it's, but it, it's kind of too filling. And uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm a whiskey guy. Bloated, I, doesn't it? 
Yeah, and I've tried all sorts of different liquors, but with whiskey, um, I'm I'm uh, I'm on board with Team Isla. All of them. Oh. I love that smoky, peaty stuff. Um, Do you like the really strong ones? Do you like the? Uh, um, uh, yeah, some Lafroig stuff is probably yeah, 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 yeah. favorite. They have a, um, it's like a wine cask one. I forget the name of it. Um, but the the ones that I've really liked while sitting around a campfire, you're almost kind of like yeah. hugging the hugging the the Glencairn was a was Lagavulin and Coila Coila. Yeah, yeah. Um, very good, very good. Yeah, yeah. I used to work for a couple of. I used to work for Lafroig, so you know it's it's a it's a great brand, and there's you know they're great with the best thing about single malt, and I know that. You know, Glengoyne is very Glengoyne is a whiskey that's it, it's all about how you feel and how, who you're with and what you want to drink. And right. Glengoyne, you know, non-peated has its sort of style. You have the peatage, you have the the high, you have just such a variety of uh, yeah. of tastes, and that's the best. What about some and bourbon? I, have you tried some bourbon? I have. Um, the uh, Anna Lucia uh, Distillery makes a. I think it's. A, yeah. See now I'm showing my ignorance, right? Even though I've been studying his <laughs> name and I'm mispronouncing stuff, but uh, again, I found all kinds of stuff that yeah, I well, I really like. But it does come back to to Scotch single malt whiskey for me. I don't know if that's some yeah. mental thing or whatever, but there is nothing better. If I had my choice, it'll be a, a single malt Scotch of some sort. Um, and to your point, depending on am I sitting around a campfire or exactly. yeah. it, whatever, whatever it is. And um, I mean, I, I, mean I, I call I call the twenty-one-year-old the the epitome of a celebration after dinner dram. You know, oh. it's that after dinner whiskey that you're just like, you know. Um, but if you know, if you're around a campfire after long day hiking, a, a, peated, <laughs> a peated whiskey is exactly what you want, and that's the way life is, and that's why whiskey is. And you'll find this now you'll find that whiskey helps it's all about memories it's all about occasions and things from now on you'll you'll notice this and and people always say to me i remember drinking glengoyne 15 20 years ago and and the, and, and i'm like i bet you did and i bet you were with some friends and i bet you the whole occasion was wonderful and <clears throat> oh you're right it was and that fitted into that sort of narrative and that's where whiskey's fantastic yeah and i'm i'm, I'm still experimenting with how a whiskey fits into my life yeah and Obviously, for me, I'm I'm trying to be I'm a natural int introvert, um, so I'm trying my best to uh, to reach out and connect with human beings a little more, yeah, even yeah, yeah. even more so after this COVID business. Sure. So there's there's it's always going to be about connecting with others, and I'm excited to find out what what you like. It's, I know what I like, but exactly. I love when somebody's really excited about a whiskey. Hey, try this, and great, you know. So then I get to have that moment with them. Yeah. So there's that that side. But there's some other side I'm noticing too. Um, just you and your dram of whiskey, and your, just yourself. And uh, I do a lot of mechanicing work, and I'm I'm rebuilding a an old Harley I have out here. And it. it it was interesting that I I sat down and I had a had a dram, and um, it slowed me down, and I am more reflective. Uh, mm -hmm. Roy says it, it's like pushing the the uh, pause button it slows everything down so i had a moment there just looking at the old bike and thinking all the fun that i had on it yeah and, and this was inspired by whiskey sitting down otherwise i'd have been in there wrenches flying and um by having the dram there i sat down and looking at the electrical diagram and I'm sipping the whiskey and it paused and slowed me down so I, again i'm not sure how that's gonna 
going to fit in there. I've only broke one glass so far, so somebody needs to make a good non-breakable <laughs> Glencairn glass. <laughs> They're pretty good normally. Uh, I've dropped them on a tile floor and they've not broken, but yeah, no, look, um, look just keep enjoying it and look we will we will pick this up again when we get you over to Glengoyne and well when you come over to Glengoyne we can't wait to welcome you to Glengoyne but um look it's been a pleasure to talk to you and um yeah it's it's an amazing it's an amazing story it really is an amazing story well thank you I'm and I'm 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 humbled by everybody's interest in it <laughs> so um if people are finding it interesting I'm really happy about yeah. it and and if you ever see me around, just come and share with no. what your favorite stuff is, right? And I'm Absolutely. so looking forward. I, I don't I can't even articulate how excited I am to finally um, pull up in the little drive park there and then walk across the street carefully, I hear. Carefully, look both ways, yeah. And, um, <laughs> yeah. from the lowlands to the highlands, we will uh, we will we will see you very shortly, let's hope, at uh, at Glengoyne. Dave, thank you for taking time out to chat to us. That's fantastic. Oh, my, my pleasure. So, oh, and it's superb, Gordon. What a, what a story. 50 years. How did he wait 50 years? And it, can I just say, I think his initial reaction is absolutely right. <laughs> fabulous, fabulous dram, for sure. And you must watch the original video as well on the Whiskey Tribe. That is yeah, exactly. hilarious. But yeah, exactly. just a quick word about the Christmas in a glass. That's what we used to call this. This tour guide at Glengoyne. 43 fabulous. ABV. So smooth. rich. Oh, wonderful. Gorgeous yeah, drum. Gorgeous. Epitome drum. of sherry matured whiskey. Wonderful. Absolutely um, right. Yeah. Gordon, um, we did, uh, in the last episode, we did an Ask Dundas, which I was just trying to sort of um, shorten down to Dundask. Um, nice. Asking if there's any questions out there. And uh, we did get Are one. you saying we've got a question? We've got a question from oh, Steve. I've did you did you have to? How long did it take you to get through the the, the sort of post bag to find that question? That was that was quite. I actually fell into the post bag. Uh, <laughs> I was getting back out the post bag. Was the, <laughs> there was nothing on there to stand on? Uh, no, the post bag was bulging this week. And they, yeah. Steve Laidlaw, um, he did like Stuart Henry's quote from the previous episodes, which was episode six. He said, "Whiskey is showbiz for ugly people." He said that's the quote of twenty twenty one so far. Anyway, that was Stuart Henry's. Uh, he said, I would be interested to know the Dundas and Dallas views on when does a finished whiskey become a double maturation? Is there an agreed time period that above is classed? So basically it's a, a double maturation versus finishing. You know, out of, well, and maybe explain double maturation. Well, you see, that is quite interesting because if I was to pick out this whiskey, let's pick this whiskey here, okay? Yeah. So I'm going to pick a Tamdu 15 to explain a little bit. This is a 15-year-old whiskey, okay? So every single cask in here has been matured for at least 15 years. And we know that Tamdu only uses two types of casks, a European oak Oloroso sherry cask or an American oak Oloroso sherry cask in the first fill or the reef refill so in theory this could be tamdu 15 double cask because you're using two types of casks so oh, yeah. but that's fully matured so it's two types of casks married together a finish could be could be seven years in in in, in a cask and could then be finished for eight years in another cask 
Uh, there is no time scale that relates to finishing. So finishing does not have to be shorter than the initial maturation, and it does not have to be... It can, you can mature a whiskey for three years in a bourbon cask and for 53 years in a second cask. It might be 55 years old at the end of it, but it could still be a finish. So there is no defined length of time related to finishing. And that would not be called a double maturation. That would just be called a finish. A finish. Yes. Yes. It could is be. such a thing? You don't, have, a you, don't, you don't have to call it a finish, but you would maybe want to say that it would be a finish but you know to have a finish i think to have a finish that's longer than the initial maturation seems a little weird but double cask i mean i think mccallan brings out a 15 year old double cask which is matured in a very similar way to the tamdu 15 year old we just don't tend we don't use the phrase double cask we just mature so um a little bit of confusion there perhaps but uh, finishing is a normally finishing is is a shorter period of time but it doesn't have to be Got you, got you. That's good. I hope that answers Steve's question. Just looking at the Facebook there, which is a great way to get in touch with us. Uh, Susan, who we've just mentioned about Inveruri, Susan Allen says she's looking forward to another episode. Peter, uh, Petey Pete is on again, talking about technology, wonderful. And lots of, one or two nice thumbs up and comments. So uh, any questions to ask Gordon Dundask, or Dundask as we call it? And I have got one question to ask you, Gordon. Do yes. you want to take part in this week's challenge? I love a challenge. Okay, here we go. I've, I've, this is in my spare time off between doing DIY on the Easter holiday. I knew you'd recorded the video about the first whiskey or the first drink um, that had never been drank yep. by our, our esteemed guest, Elleron. So I thought I would do that with you. All we right. have got... I've got the answer. What's the question? And it's all about firsts. Brilliant. It's not just about whiskey. Okay, play at home. Here's the answer. The answer is 1903. It lasted just 12 seconds. Now, this is not your first date, Gordon. I'm not talking about it. Um, but Orville and Wilbur booked their place in history. If that's the answer, what's the question? Nineteen oh three, Orber and Wilbur, Orville and Wilbur booked their place in history oh, no. for something that lasted twelve seconds. Uh, and if I said the initial, the second name was right. Oh, Orville, was it the first flight? That is the correct answer. What I was thinking. The question? the question is, uh, what did said, Orville and Wilbur do for yeah. fifteen? seconds. Yes, I suppose, when was the first manned flight? 1903, right. dot, 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 it, I, then some information. All right, I thought it was going to be whiskey related. No, no, first. <laughs> all right, okay. Uh, right, I, I Sorry. was thinking, right, okay. okay. Right, okay. next one. Right. Well, here's one with a barrel, but this this is not a question, this is, you know, I'll maybe get whiskey later, but this is firsts, and I right. didn't make this into a question, but Annie Edson Taylor, on October 24th, 1901, was the first person to go over Niagara Falls in a barrel uh, and survive. She was 63 on that very day. So I didn't use that one, but that's the idea, first. So right. I should have done that first, but anyway, you got okay. the right brothers. So here we go. Um, food. Food. The answer is October the 8th, 1945. And the first food done this way was popcorn. That's the, that's the answer. What's the question? 
October the 8th, 45, the first food done this way was popcorn. What's the question? How'd you make popcorn? Um, I don't ever make it. I buy it. Uh-huh. Oh, you don't buy it to put it in something? You put it in a saucepan, don't you, and it pops. Or? Microwave. So the question would be? What was the first food to be microwaved? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm, I'm getting there, I'm getting okay, there. Okay, I say it takes warm up, you know. But listen, people watching or listening to this podcast, you will now know that 1945, popcorn was the first food to be microwaved. And that was Raytheon patented the cooker and the engineer Percy Spencer uh, was working with microwaves and his chocolate bar melted in his pocket. And then he realised there was an application for microwaves. Mm, nice. There we go. Nice. Uh, Gordon, it's not about whiskey, but we can try and squeeze it into something connected. Here we go. Here's the answer. Well, the company was Gillette. And the bout was between Joe Louie and Billy Conn on June the 19th, 1946. Well, that's the answer. What's the question? Play at home. The company was Gillette. Why are we talking about Gillette in the middle of a boxing fight? The company was Gillette and the bout was between Joe Louie and Billy Conn on the 19th of June, 1946. I have absolutely no idea. Um, the first ever shave in a boxing match. Nearly, nearly, Gordon. That was a close shave. It was the first corporate sponsorship on television. Ah. We do a lot of that. We've got a lot of marketing companies uh, out there selling uh, their wares all over uh, sporting events and in Grand Nationals, which I'll have to mention the Scottish National later on. So, uh, Gordon, that's, I've got, I would say, two to me. Two to you, one to me. Uh, here we go. This is really scraping the barrel. Uh, the answer. Well, Gordon, it was hailed as the greatest necessity of the age. And it was initially named medical paper by its inventor, Joseph Gatey, in 1857. Well, that's the answer. What's the question? What was medical, me medical paper? And can I just say, one of the reasons this came into my head was because at the beginning of the pandemic, there wasn't many of this left on the shelves of our supermarkets. It was called medical paper. Ah. What other paper when was it? was the first toilet roll? Yes, that's that. <laughs> Who invented the toilet roll? <laughs> 1857, something you might what, never... What did they do before that? Um, I think it was... Uh, I think it was the old hands. All oh, right. Oh, okay. I know. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. I uh, was at university with a, a chap that uh, was a farmer, and that's exactly what they did. If, you know. Oh, anyway. Right. I yeah. You said, I thought you were right to say of university with a chap who uses his hand. Anyway. <laughs> he did as a farmer when he was, you know, that's that was oh, what right, you do right, in the right, fields. Right, if yeah. you're caught short. Uh, here we go. 490 BC, Gordon. This is the finale. 490 BC. Here we go. The guy, his name is called Thedipides. Thedipides was a Greek right. messenger in 490 BC who ran from a, a famous battle 25 miles back to Athens. Ah, uh, my first ever marathon. 
is the correct answer! It was the Battle of Marathon he ran back from to tell the Greeks they had won. Gordon Dundas, you have won this week's challenge. Fabulous. I, I, I was confused by the fact I thought we were doing whiskey-related ones, but no, that's brilliant. Thank you very much for that. That's fine. Well, we'll get on to whiskey-related again, but I just thought, since we're doing the firsts and first whiskeys and first, I thought we'll do no, that. Very good. Next week, it'll be more whiskey-related. What yes. is the answer? I've got the question. No, what yes. is the question? I've got the answer. That still confuses me a little bit, yes. No, and can I just say another bit of news we should have done at the beginning of the, the show was in Scotland we had the Scottish horse race, the Scottish Grand National. Mm, yes, absolutely, and we did, we did, and we well, we got there were some winners in the in the yes. uh, Ian McLeod family, was there not? There was Ian McLeod um, owned by the Russell family, and Lucinda Russell, the sister of the the owner, has as a horse race trainer, and uh, she had two horses in the race, and I put all my money onto no, the was... wrong one, so oh, I. Came away with nothing, but congratulations to Peter Scudamore and Lucinda Russell. Well done yeah. to them. Well done to them. Fabulous. Well, That's great. fabulous. That is utterly fabulous. So, <laughs> look, Gordon, what an episode! I mean, that is a unique, a unique bit of news for us to share and things. And I'm very, very uh, happy that we managed to do that. It's been great. Great, great, great interview as well, Gordon. That was fantastic. Yeah, it and it's it's worth going to check out the original uh, whiskey tribe we, video. We will link it. We'll link it in the in on the Facebook page. We'll probably somehow link it on the YouTube. We'll link it yeah. somehow, and you'll we'll see it. Some. But if you've not seen it, it is great to watch a, a fifty year old gentleman who's never had a drink of any sort <laughs> in his life have a fantastic fantastic whiskey oh. as his first ever drink it's really really good and then um, we take some notes for potential conversational topics next week gordon um foods that you've never tasted some you know i've never skydived you know no you know, so, so let's think about that for for next week no i've never been in a bar oh no i have yes 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 it's just been such a long time You've never left uh, a bar. No, that's <laughs> very true. That's very true. Uh, fabulous, Gordon. Thank hey, you for that. Okay. See you next Thomas. week. Cheers. Slanjabar. Cheers. Slanjabar. Bye bye. Slanjabar.